Hello, hello. Here we are again coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha with the Paranormal World Show. You know, the show for the thinking global citizen. The ones that come back, the ones that are snoopy, they are, they want to know stuff. This is the place to be. And they are not afraid to step outside of the box and look what is there. And you will find it here, especially tonight. And uh, we are coming to you from 44 different platforms all around the world. And uh, we're transmitting through the wonderful platform of Cosmic Awakening Network. You got to go look them up. And because of them, we are on Roku, three TV stations, and a bunch of other places, and a horde of social media uh, places. So, uh, and also, <coughs> I want to tell you how you can connect with us. Just go to broadcastteamalpha.com. And in the, there, there's a place you can send us a message and do that. And you can, uh, we'll see it and we will answer you. So uh, that's how you get a hold of us. If you're watching on YouTube right now, that's the best place to do it. Because there we can also communicate with you through the chat room. You can ask questions and we can answer them for you. So uh, that's the place to be. Of course, if you are any of the other 44 places, then uh, come back to YouTube, then that'll work better for you. And, uh, <coughs> and we have a great guest returning to broadcast Team Alpha here. We have Gil Carlson coming back with us. And we're going to talk about something that's going to blow your mind because he has written 41 books, I seem to remember, about stuff that nobody's supposed to know about. And uh, this time we're going to talk about alien contact, alien artifacts, alien people that have been here and working with your government. Yes, your government. I don't care where you are on the world. They've been working with your government for a long time. And we have... Um, now, Gil is, uh, he's written 41 books, and uh, I only got six of them, and I have, I'm about halfway through all of it, so uh, I'm getting educated, too. And uh, what we're going to talk about tonight is something called the Yellow Book that was given to the military of the United States by extraterrestrials. And it's not necessarily just a book. It is uh, an artifact that can give you information. And this is going to get interesting. And then there is a lot of other connection to the alien presence connected to that device, as well as some of the things that he has written in this book. That is the title, The Yellow Book. And when you get your hands on that book, it's one of those that once you get pay by page two, make sure you got the whole night available to you because you're not going to be able to put it down. I know. So welcome to the show, Gil. Well, thank you, Augie, and thank you for the kind words. And let me show you. 
Yeah, there you go. The yellow. You see book. that clearly? Yes, this is the yellow book. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to find it to be rather amazing. Yeah. But I have to tell you that aliens are on Earth now, and they've been here a long time, and they were responsible for turning us into marvelous humans that we are today. Um, there are many different alien species that have been visiting us, as you probably are aware of. Um, and possibly the beginning was with the Anunnaki, who actually ruled us and helped us to develop uh, for many centuries. Uh, but if yeah. you're not convinced that aliens exist, you probably will be after you're exposed to this program today. And I've got to warn you, you're about to hear some bizarre things. But keep in mind that this is not some ideas I dreamed up. This is for real, based on government information that has been revealed over the years. Yeah. Um, I have put out 41 books, as you mentioned, Augie, and, and I don't write science fiction. I have sources in the government and military and methods of doing deep research to discover information normally not available. Uh, plus, I get a little bit of influence from alien entities who, contrary to what you may believe, are anxious to get this information out. Okay. Now, let me start with the yellow book. Yeah, yellow good book. place to start because yes. uh, <laughs> it is such an enigma and very few people actually know much about it. They've been able to keep this covered up for a very long time since probably around the early or the late 40s, 50s. Anyway, it, you, you go ahead and tell us it's about something it. that I've heard a little bit of um, uh, uh, tidbits about now and then. I never really could find much information. And um, <clears throat> so I, I set my mind to one day to really start looking into this and digging out what I can. But um, the Yellow Book is a device that has been brought to us from the Evens. And they are from planet Serpo in the Zeta Reticular star system. And, and your learning about the Yellow Book may hurt your head. Because um, not only is it a strange subject, but there are different versions of this story and it's difficult to get exact answers to your questions, uh, especially anything dealing with the government. You know, they're, you know they, they like to play games with the information. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, plus what I found in a number of circumstances like this, when you're seeking an answer, the answer you get will end up presenting you with numerous more questions rather than satisfy your, your uh, what you're seeking. And uh, there, there are several versions of the Yellow Book story and several different objects confused with the Yellow Book. But I'm going to describe the actual Yellow Book. And first I have to tell you, it is not actually what we'd think of as a book. It is more like an Apple iPad on steroids. It, it has been described as a crisp, crystal rectangular block of alien material, uh, like two and a half inches thick, transparent, 
and constructed of a clear, heavy fiberglass type material. And the border of this book is bright yellow. And that's why it's referred to as the yellow book. Um, and the yellow book has technology that accesses the field of consciousness, um, which is an interesting concept. And it allows that to show the probable outcomes uh, using a hologram. It, um, and it also reacts with the people who are, are viewing it and viewing the possible future through it. Plus the human emotions of the people present uh, can create instability in the information which is kind of an interesting thing to, uh, to consider. And how it works is the reader looks at the transparent sur surface and watches as words and pictures appear. And you'll immediately begin to see um, words and image images flashing before you. And depending on the language you are thinking in, it senses that and the information will appear in that language. And so far the government has identified 80 different languages that it can differentiate. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll see in, from looking at that screen, you'll see a uh, endless series of historical stories and photographs. And this yellow book tells the story of Eben's lives, their exploration of the universe, their planet, their society, and other aspects. And um, also Eben's longtime relationship with Earth and of their first visit to Earth. And it, it displays earth as it was in those days and the yellow book is like goes on and on and it's endless in what it shows and so far they claim there's no way to find the end of the book and there may not be any end to it maybe the whole ex existence is recorded in it because then there wouldn't be any end to it because existence hasn't ended yet it just yes. keeps going on and on and on and i remember also uh i remember looking in that uh in the book they uh they talk about it looks like it could be also holographic images that is coming out definitely yeah and uh, bob lazar even talked about it I think a lot of the information about the Yellow Book came from him, didn't it? Uh, um, not not exactly. I'm still kind of okay. kind of confused or uh, on that. Um, when he was at Area 51, he claimed to have worked with it. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that was the actual Yellow Book he worked with. The same one I'm describing, because mm. like I said, a lot of confusion and different stories. Because um, okay. 
Bob Lazar describes it. And, and I don't want to put him down. I, he's a very smart person and he's shared a lot of information with the world to, yep. um, and made yeah. the government very unhappy with some of what he's revealed. Yeah, but he, which, he which, Bob, that makes him a good person in my book. But yeah, yeah Bob is the real thing. He has too uh, much information. He could not made all this up because it right. matches. And uh, although there's been a lot um, government's been doing to tarnish his image, yeah, but, uh, but for the one good reason for it, yeah. No. And uh, but anyway, what he describes, he's in what he was um, working with as a format that's more like a actual book, and and he um, he talks about flipping it over, and it's like two books put together, one's upside down, and and it's kind of um, like basic history of Earth on one side. Then you flip it over and describes the reticulum four, mm -hmm. um, which is, I think, a name that was given to him by the government, which is, um, I, I, I'm not sure if that would be the evens, probably would be. Mm -hmm. um, so it was an alien group that we had dealt with, or government had dealt with. And he describes being able to see a history of Earth from a uh, alien perspective on this book, yeah. as well as um, the history of the rect, excuse me, the rectilium for. Um, and it has, and this device he's using or book he claims. It has a lot to do with the alien civilization and there's photographs of autopsies and aliens and things he's never seen before. Mm -hmm. And he describes a being like a mylar based pages and 3D looking pictures, which could be, I, I, I'm not sure. I. I really don't think it's the same as as the um, yellow book that I was describing. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's different versions of it, or different, or maybe that was something provided from a different alien group. Yeah. Well, but, uh, that particular story about him talking about possibly something similar to a book with mylar pages in it that they were information in. I know that there is a story coming out of the Vatican. That was uh, written to by Dr. Schnebelen. He was a red robe cardinal, and he found out what the Vatican was doing. So he says, "Hey, I'm out of here." He quit, left the robe in Rome, and he left. And he wrote a book about because he was working in the library, and he said some of the artifacts that they have is phenomenal. One of the artifacts that the Roman church are hiding from people is a book. And he wrote about this in one of his books, uh, Dr. Schneblin. And he said that it is, it's a small, it's, uh, I think he said three to four inches square, something like that, but it is right. a book. And it has 
pages in it that is see-through pages doesn't look like there is anything on them but you can turn the pages and when you turn them each page the book sing to you and wow. he can he can he could say it was a form of language it was obvious that it was different words and phrases but it sounded like song when you turn the pages he said and when you close the book uh, the book the song quits that's quite amazing but yeah. uh, maybe in 25 years we will our books will be like that uh, it wouldn't surprise me i mean i mean yeah. there's um you know there's there's things in ancient times where they had um, like in Atlantis, they had technology that was more advanced than ours. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. And uh, hey, uh, you know, twenty-five years—that's. I don't think we're going to have to wait that long because I maybe have, not the way things are going. Yeah, I have seen actually a roll-up newspaper, but it is one sheet, and it is like a rolled-up TV screen. But it is a newspaper. This is being experimented with right now in China. I wow. saw it on an overseas, uh, I think it was uh, German, possibly, um, website. And they wrote about it. They're saying, this is coming. There was just like, it was a roll-up newspaper. You just unfolded it, squeeze one corner, and the whole page is turned on. Like, just like a TV screen. Uh, maybe in a couple of years, that'll be standard equipment. Yeah. Tesla. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but um, All right. I'm sorry I broke into your story here, but just... Oh, no, that's that's okay. Continue, um, and uh, this gets interesting. So tell yeah. us more, more about this. One of the... Um, I got to discuss what was revealed on this uh, yeah. yellow book or in this yellow book. Okay. Um your audience ready for this? Uh, I'm all ears. Uh, <laughs> okay. Was Jesus an alien? <laughs> yeah. That's I got to explain this. The yellow person. book shows an even who took on the appearance of an earth human. Uh, and that was Jesus. Uh, and according to the Yellow Book, this Earth human established religion on Earth and posted the first alien ambassador on Earth. I'm not sure exactly what, what that means, but uh, I have a few ideas. And as revealed in the Yellow Book, Jesus Christ was a creation of one particular alien group, the Evens. Mm -hmm. Jesus was genetically engineered a human-alien hybrid sent to Earth to teach the humans a lesson of love and tolerance, which we, I guess we really didn't learn. Um, yeah. And this wasn't the first time that extraterrestrials, I always have trouble with that word, tried to influence human affairs. 
Previously, they successfully appeared to Moses as a burning bush. Remember that story, which seemed very much like an alien craft and and um, and radiation from this craft, which yeah. turned Moses' face red. And that was when uh, uh, Moses was presented uh, with the Ten Commandments. Uh, yeah, and in the surviving Roman records, they show that uh, the original Ten Commandments were not Ten Commandments, they were 21. Whoa. Command and 21, the, the Roman church decided that's too much. We got to cut this down. So they made it down to 10. Um, I'd like to read the the missing 11. Yeah, that, uh, that could be another book in itself. Yes, it could. If you get your, <laughs> get your hands on the note from uh, Nicaea or Constantinople now these days, and the notes from the church meeting when uh, Emperor Constantine sent... 223 people to Nicaea and he told them to create a religion that will unify my empire and do not emerge before you have done so. They wrote notes of everything that was said and done and it is available. I I read it 50 some years ago back in Europe and uh, it was uh, kind of slipped through the cracks I guess back then but now it is it's available again. You, I've seen it on uh, Amazon. Uh, the uh, I have not read that particular book, but it talks about what happened at Nicaea. Uh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. There's a lot of great information out there. If you just dig a little deeper, yeah, and have an open mind. Diggers will find it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, one more thing that I want to say on Jesus being an alien. Yes. Uh, I, when I was digging through stuff and I was creating my book about spiritual science, I found in the surviving Roman records, there is a um, a letter from one of the, the Roman senators where he speaks that he had researched the Meshichia, which is the Messiah, the Yahshua Beth Halachme which was Jesus's Hebrew name. You say that better than I could. Well, I practiced. <laughs> uh, and he said, there is no records speaking uh, with people of that, uh, of that time. There are no record of this Messiah before he emerged at the age of about five years old. Mm, that's so interesting. then what happened at that time did he was he dropped off or what happened how did he show up there's got to be some the romans were good on records they have birth records but he didn't show up mm. so that's another question to throw into the soup there's a lot of questions yeah I'm sorry. Now you go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was just uh, finishing up on uh, yeah. um, alien Jesus here. And supposedly when they, when the aliens returned to check on Jesus, they were very pissed that we had killed him. Yeah. Which kind of goes counter to, to what we've been reading. 
Yeah. That whole situation. Mm -hmm. And um, and there's a lot hidden away, as you mentioned, the Vatican archives and government facilities um, about most of um, most of the gods of our ancient religions being aliens. Just mm -hmm. something to kind of wrap your head yeah. around. And, wow. uh, and there was, um, and I show in my book a fresco painting that uh, shows Christ being crucified with a large gathering around him. And the top and left and right corners appear to be uh, flying craft. Kind of like the artist is telling us that these flying saucers were present during the death of Jesus. And that would not surprise there, me. There's plenty, plenty more art mm -hmm. objects that I have yeah. in this book that depict similar things. Different Christian scenes being painted with, uh, with aliens or alien craft in them. Yeah. Another thing, too, you were talking about before is a, um, a text that suggests that Jesus was an alien shapeshifter. Mm, yes. And uh, I read that in the book, and uh, that was, was said by uh, the people that came to arrest him. They asked the Jews, uh, I know you could probably talk better at that, but uh, it was asked of Jesus, how can we arrest him? He is no single shape. He can be old. He can be young. He can look light. He can look dark, small, tall. And... That was written by the uh, Coptic priest, I guess, um, uh, in the Coptic church. Uh, I guess his name was Emidius, and he was a saint, made a saint at that time or later. Well, if that was true, then he had to be a shapeshifter. Makes sense. Yeah. And I'm glad to see you're reading my book and quoted it exactly there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there's also a question about who was actually crucified. Interesting. Yeah. Because... Uh, there is a story in your book here, and uh, I just can't help it. I got to say this, and that is that there's a, there's a record in the, where it is said that Pontius Pilatus, he had dinner with Joshua the night before the crucifixion. So were they that? Far apart. Um, very, very interesting. I I've heard more things like that. 
Yeah. That, uh, something was going on there. Something was arranged. I, I don't know. Yeah. We Glad don't... you mentioned that. Uh, you know, you just can't believe anything you read anymore. Yeah. There's so much history that's, you know, makes you wonder. But I do believe more of the things that was written a thousand or two thousand years ago than I do from what I read today in the major media. Uh, definitely, it's yeah. you know our media is controlled by uh, big business and government. Yep. You know when we see how it's the uh, the best how our health is being controlled. The best corporate and, uh, government you can get. In favor of the drug companies pushing their drugs. And, yeah. and you don't see very many programs on TV about how how to heal yourself without drugs and, oh, and how poisonous some of these drugs are. Oh, that's... It always amazes me when I see the uh, disclaimers after a drug commercial for skin problem or something and the side oh, yeah. of uh uh, cancer, death, uh, heart attacks, and but people yeah. still rush out to get that stuff. And I, yeah, we're just leaving. I, I don't want the FDA to get out. No, we sometimes don't, we, we don't need them. Sometimes you do need them, but yeah. it's better if you can find a a um, alternative, a healthy alternative, or better yet, live a healthy life. Stay away from all the crap in our food and eat healthy and. Take care of yourself. Yep. Don't get dependent on these drugs. It's our responsibility to do that. And if we give the body what it needs, it will replenish itself because it is a self-correcting machine. And, but, uh, you know, I, I got to, uh, you know how I always wander around with <laughs> different ideas. <laughs> Forgive me. But that brings up something. Um couple of years ago, I had this infection, which went throughout my whole body, uh, started eating away at my spine. Ooh. I had, uh, I, they sent me in, I came within days of being paralyzed or dying. And they rushed me in for emergency back surgery. And, um, and then they put a, some rods in my back for a year until it healed back up because they had to cut some two discs out and mm -hmm. and uh and three weeks in the hospital on all these drugs and oh man oh it was rough but i didn't start healing till i got out of the hospital got back into taking care of myself and yeah. eating properly you wouldn't believe how poisonous those foods are they gave you in the hospital yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there is no health in the hospital Sometimes you need them, but sometimes yeah. you can get away from them. But, but anyway, they, let's they, get back to the evens. Yeah, they do have their place. And I've been known oh, to yeah. giving doctors a bad rap too, but they do oh, have yeah. their, if I break my leg, I'm going to go see one. The herbalist, he can just buzz off. I don't care about him if I break my leg. Right. But I'm going to be right there in the hospital. So they have their place. Definitely. But let's uh, let's go ahead and continue the story. It, it, yes, fact, uh, from, from my book there, what I've got in my book is that the Evans claim that when they first came to Earth, they were involved in the genetic examination of Earth humans and used alien biogenetic engineering to cre create the present day homo sapiens. 
mm-hmm. which is similar to a lot of other things I've read. Yeah. Let me say one thing here. We're at the, the bottom of the hour. So uh, for those of you that joined us late into this show, we are talking with Gil Carlson. He's returning to broadcast Team Alpha. And we are talking about the artifacts that alien civilizations have given to the Earthlings, most likely the military or the CIA, uh, for course, for their purpose, because they are sifting through everything if the you know they're deciding what we can have they run basically run society so they got it first and they still have it we haven't seen it but we're talking about some of the things that is leaked out so stay with us on this one towards the end and uh, if you are on youtube right now please subscribe if you like what you hear and uh, also the super chat is open so we'd love to hear from you there too if you can support us in any way you can Thank you. And uh, we are back with Gil. So continue your story there. Yes. I was describing how the uh, Ebens were here from like the beginning. And uh, the information I have is, is that they did return. We know they returned about 2000 years ago and were involved in the, uh, the G- what they called the Jesus exper- experiment. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they returned a number of times before that. Uh, But supposedly, and this is something that um, I really couldn't find any more information on, but they returned in the early 40s and they set up a base in northern New Mexico. And then in 1947, it was uh, two of their spacecraft that crashed um, in southern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that kind of began our uh, relationship, if you can call it that, with the Evens. Um, yeah. Uh, what they called EB1 was found in the crash site that was near Corona, New Mexico. And he was slightly hurt and recovered. Um, he was a mechanic aboard the ship. And he was eventually able to communicate through the military with um, pictures that were shown him by the uh, army personnel. And uh, from there, he went to Roswell Army Airfield and then he was transferred to Kirtland Field. And um, and he worked with um, a lot of the military people basically uh, trying to communicate and, and, and things like that. And supposedly he shared a lot of information with us. There's a book, I can't remember the exact title, about the woman that uh, was like his caretaker that he shared a lot of information with, which was very interesting. Um, and it's something that you can't really dismiss as being a fake or being inaccurate. It's really, you know, it made a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. And about now, uh, talk about EB one. Uh, uh, what did he actually look like? Uh, okay. Um, well, I in my book I've got a basic description of what they discovered about him: uh, that he had no liver, or pancreas, or gallbladder, and his stomach acted as. Um, as all these organs. Mm-hmm. 
And one thing that was kind of bizarre, I didn't understand, it said he had small glands on his hands, arms, and legs. And these glands would enlarge at certain times. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of strange things that make you think. What what were they for? Was there any uh, they never really discovered, oh. or never mentioned it. But uh, huh. but as far as description, they said he was um, four feet three inches tall and weighed sixty pounds. And uh, another thing that was interesting is he was shown some of these items that were recovered in the uh, Roswell crash site, and he was able to teach them how to utilize the communication and energy devices. Mm. Um, and then they use the communication device to contact uh, his home planet, planet Serpo. Oh, yeah. And they started a kind of a limited communication back and forth. And it wasn't a hundred percent. There was a lot of language things and everything else that had to be worked out over the years. Um, but they finally managed to send a message to Earth um, about that we were going to return for mm -hmm. a meeting. And it was set for April 24th, 1964. And it was decided to be at uh, White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. And EB no, number one was no longer alive at that time. Uh, but EV number two was a part of an exchange program. And then EV number three was a female and uh, and supposedly uh, President Reagan um, had meetings with uh, two of the EVs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, um, President Eisenhower was uh, involved in the Holloman thing, mm -hmm. Holloman landing. That was in 1953 uh, when he met with them, signed a, uh, a treaty, treaty between the alien nation and the United States of America. Sounds rather formal. Mm. And, and then we received um, an alien ambassador from them. And, that an alien ambassador was that Krill? Omnipotent Highness Krill. Ah. It was his official name and title, hmm. which which they quickly dropped and yeah. referred to him as a um, hostage. Yeah. That but wasn't it, very nice of them, but uh, uh, something else interesting too is. Now, I'm not sure if these, I have to do some more research. If these, if this alien group at this meeting was the same as the Evans, but it claimed that they had a flag that was on their ship and, and worn on their uniforms, which was a tri trilateral insignia. Hmm. Is there any relation to um... trilateral? Uh, what is that symbol like? I, I'm not sure. I, I did. It's in the book. Yeah. 
Well, people can find it in the book too. I uh, I know that the uh, krill. It was a diff. They were different contacts. They, that was not a crashed craft. They came in and landed and just uh, say, hey, you know, here we are. We want to talk to you, basically, didn't they? Well, there was, uh, oh, yeah, there was two um, two landings. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one was filmed, which is interesting. And supposedly this film still exists today. I don't know how easy it is to get to see it. Yeah. But this is a picture in my book, uh, one of the frames of it. Let's see. How's that? See that? Yeah, that looks like it. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, Krill was working with them, though, for the purpose of uh, exchanging technologies on gravity and propulsion and beam technology. And oh, maybe for a long time at Area 51 or S4. Um, And I, I, I believe there was something by Bob Lazar said he never met him or something, but he had heard of him and he had worked in the same place with him at the same time or something. But supposedly um, he was there a long time and mm -hmm. uh, very in his purpose in being there was to share information with our scientists. Yeah. Yeah, I remember also reading somewhere uh, Krell had uh, said that, I think he may have been one of the first ones that said that, we are also multidimensional beings, but we don't know it. I remember that. That makes sense. Yeah. And also there was mention by... Uh, by some of these alien groups that um, that they were us from the future. I heard that too. Yeah, you know, and they, I don't know. I'm struggling with that. I, <laughs> it's hard to get wrap your head around that yeah. stuff, but it, it it makes sense. I've heard that so many so many places. Yeah, and, uh, I know it's that saying has been around a a while from different you, people. You should be able to figure that out better than me because you're you're the expert on time travel. Yeah, but I don't see anything like that out there. So. Well, I'm glad you came back from your trips, but... <laughs> yeah. And uh, they worked a lot, uh, Krell, and he, he taught them also probably uh, a lot about maybe biology and genetics, possibly cloning. Maybe, I don't know, but. Um, I'm sure he talked to him a lot about, um, yeah. you know, the UFOs and propulsion systems and yeah, things like that. Uh, you know, you can only imagine the amount of information they have gotten from the extraterrestrials that they have in either captivity or on an exchange visiting program like they did with the Serpo, uh, the Ebens. Uh, I mean, in the late, I think, 1960s, they sent a ship with about 12 people off to Serpo, to their yes. planet. Yes, and... Um... And it took nine months to get there from Earth to right. Serpo. Right, you remember that, yes. Yeah. 
So it, it's, it's not that quick. Well, when you consider how far away everything is and how vast the universe is, that's yeah, thirty-two, too bad. 38 light years. Uh, it should take a little while. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly, you know, and we signed a treaty, which didn't last very long with them. Yeah. And um, I don't know whose fault it was. The yeah. government has a way of of uh, messing up treaties and stuff. Well, treaties aren't to live by, I guess. Uh, we don't know who broke the treaty first. It was probably us. <laughs> because we have a habit of breaking every treaty that we ever signed with I anybody. Know. I know. So it, I'm sure part of the treaty is that we were not supposed to shoot down their, their crafts. And... Military can't help it. If they see something <laughs> in the sky that they don't like, they got to shoot it down. <laughs> yeah. So I can see how we broke the treaty by doing that. And then they see that, well, they're still breaking the treaty, so we're going to do our thing too. Actually, the um, Russians are, are better at that than we have been as far as shooting down uh, alien craft. Yeah. yeah, don't take anything away from them. <laughs> there are a lot of stories about that. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that, and you mentioned before about reading the book on Serpo. It's really, it's fascinating. I yes. never got all the way through it, but it's mm -hmm. it's just very interesting, especially their their um, hybridization program. Yeah. And just all the experiments. That they were performing and yeah. uh, just it's very interesting but um, but that's uh, we know they're here and uh, now Krill he I think he died here didn't he I, um, think, I think I think he did yeah, he was here a long time. Yeah. And he was involved in that um, where he ranged to get another alien, um, range for him to try and escape from Area 51. Yeah. Um, he, he himself felt obligated to stay. Uh, but this other alien friend of his, um, didn't like the way he was being treated. And he managed to, if I remember the details correctly, he managed to, to get into some locked areas, safes, mm -hmm. get a gun out. And um, it wasn't a regular gun. It was some kind of a special like laser gun that um, you could either use for stunning or killing in different settings on it. And, and he, Helped the uh, helped him to escape, but he didn't get very far. This other alien because he used the gun on one of the guards, mm -hmm. and uh, and so they they killed him immediately. Uh, yeah, I remember reading something about that. He he got out through gate three of uh, okay. okay. You're uh, you're farther ahead on that than I am. Yeah, and uh, at, at 
where else gate is i don't know but he he did get out but just get out of the compound that's that's fine but you got miles of surveyed i mean controlled area outside of it so they got um, him yeah they nailed it okay him. the next book you need to read is my book on the uh, area 51 security system it is a copy of the actual um, handbook for the security there and shows where everything is, what they have. And uh, really? yes, I don't tell anybody, but I, I probably wasn't supposed to copy that. Yeah. And uh, put it out there. And I'm not going to tell you that, uh, that, uh, I grabbed this out of the guard shack and running back towards the gate to get out and got shot in the shoulder. And uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's a it's an amazing book. So uh, yeah. they can find that with my other books on Amazon. Mm -hmm. But anyway, back back to the story. Um, we're kind of at the at the end of some of this stuff, and uh, there's so much other stuff in the book. I don't want to tell every tell everything because that would take the rest of the day and then they wouldn't yeah. buy my book but uh the one thing we need to cover is some of the objects that were obtained from these from yeah. the, besides the um the yellow, yellow book um the one interesting thing is what they call the cr uh crystal rectangle rectangle I'm not even saying that right. Oh, my mouth is tired. Crystal rectangle, rectangular um, energy device. And this was under the, um, the, the uh, what they called the Project Magic Cube that was um, in charge of figuring this out. And there's a little timeline that I've got here in, in the book. And uh, 1947, the CR was found in the second crash site. Um, that's the same crash site that was, um, that I guess that was the EV-1 yeah. was in, the, the only survivor. And that the CR uh, fit into a special space, space on the spacecraft. And, and they, after a while, they determined that this was a, an energy device in 1978. They took a long time to oh. get this figured out. But uh, in 1978, they determined that it was a high-powered energy device that provided electrical power to the spacecraft. And then we go up to 1982, it was first tested and produced energy. 1990, it was proven to be an unlimited power system. Um, and then in 1998, it was um, an effort was started to accelerate the knowledge of the device. Um, then finally, in 2001, the Magic Cube project was formed, and um, and it was transferred uh, from Los Alamos Futures Division to Special Projects Section K Division. <laughs> for what all that's worth. Okay. It's interesting that it's, um, it's an unlimited power system. And I've uh, elsewhere in my book, I've got a whole 
chapter and how it works, all the details. It's it's fascinating, and uh, I don't know why it's it can't be reproduced, and we can use that in our Teslas instead of the batteries. Then we wouldn't have to stop and get them recharged. Oh yeah, but there are companies who kill everybody that tried to do that. You know, it's it, it's amazing that uh, yeah. all this energy systems. I'm sure they've got so much available, and yeah. and we're ruining the environment with these. Uh, well, they claim the environment's being ruined by uh, cows farting, and they want to get rid of the beef. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, <laughs> But when you see all these rockets they're sending up, uh, yeah, Elon Musk's rockets, oh, and uh, every day they're sending new, new uh, satellites up there and things like that. Um, why they can't use a different type of system? Although, although this takes me to one of my other books, yeah, the. The Secret Space. Um, okay. Um, what You know how many books? I've got them. I'm trying to figure out. I can't even remember the. Oh, there it is. I've got, I've got all these books piled up there on the way bookshelf that I've written. The Secret Space Program is what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure they're using a lot of technology. Oh, yeah. In that. So... They probably have some of the technology you just mentioned here about right. This I'm sure from, they do. Yeah, because... it'd be fools not to. But things like that have to be kept quiet. Um, they're not going to help us out for our cars and things like that. Of course, it'd be dumb for them too. They don't want um, they don't want the Russians to find out about it, right? Or anyone else. But uh, yeah, it's the way it goes. Well, you know, there there was like the uh, the head of the uh, the Skunk Works, uh, Lockheed Skunk Works back then. Ah, that was a great statement that he came out yes. with. Yes, yeah. If if you've seen it on Star Trek, he says we already know how to do it. Um, that was included in my. I don't even remember which book. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh... And we, yeah. he also said that uh, we already know how to take E.T. home. He did yes. that, that was also in 78, he made that statement. And that was, is that in, we already know how to take E.T. home, and it will not take a lifetime to do it. So we will be traveling among the stars if we were just allowed to. Yes, but there is so much out there we really don't know and they don't want us to know but yeah. we would be amazed if we knew what was actually going on yeah but uh, mm. did you want to mention my other book yeah that shows the picture of it that yeah how's that aliens, aliens on, on earth yeah and um this, it's this is a fascinating book uh of course i I hate to brag, but it's really a great book. Yeah. But real quickly here, just let me tell you what's in the table of uh, contents here. Mm -hmm. um, the different chapters. They are here now. Disclosure. 
Are aliens on Earth intent on colonizing humans? Where are the aliens on Earth hiding? Remote viewing the aliens in their bases. That's mm -hmm. an interesting chapter. Uh, insight into the aliens. Alien-human interbreeding. Alien races suspected of being on Earth. Uh, knowledge imparted to Earthlings. Positive aspect of the alien visitors. Mm -hmm. What is the alien agenda for Earth? Realigning our own behaviors. Fifth dimension. Transhumanism and the future of humanity and superintelligence and external life. Yeah. You might want to read that chapter, although you've probably written uh, written on um, on things like that already. Yeah. Yeah, there <laughs> is stuff going on. So uh but I um it seems like within the government of what we call the United States, which is a corporation. It's not a government. It's, it's a corporation yes. masquerading as government. Yes. But within there, there is a club. There's a club of higher echelon people that keeps the information from themselves. They keep it from the Senate. They keep it from Congress. They keep it from the president. They it are secret government. Yeah, that's another one of my books it's on the secret government and uh, which actually I'm not sure if it's really such a bad thing um, because they're actually running the government and probably a lot better than the um, than if the politicians had complete control. Yeah. Yeah, but all the secrets, though, that's, uh, I, I'm just not good with that. Yeah, the, oh, I, I know. That's why I keep prying into things, yeah. releasing their secrets. But at yeah. the same time, I can see how they need to keep some secrets. There are some that need to be kept. That's their job, but my job is to release them. Yeah. Because if the, all the secret has to be revealed... The Russians have to do the same. The Chinese have to do the same. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, somebody's going to take advantage and use it against the ones that now have no secrets. So, uh, yeah, there, there, there is a place for it. And that's why it all has to even out. Hopefully, there will be a day for that. Uh, but it's not that easy. Um... Yeah, I recall something, and this is something I don't like to talk about because it's something that the government doesn't want you talking about. Yeah, the um, the death of uh, JFK Jr. in his plane crash. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I he know. was like a week from having a hearing on finding out everything the government knew about the death of his father. Yep, and. Uh, yeah, we we if we started this, we know why he was attacked. But that's for another another. That's show. something I don't even want to get into. Too many people have died yeah. talking about that. But yeah. but there was um, over Montauk Base and some of the other affiliates there. They had developed a special, um, I guess it was a laser weapon, 
that could disable planes. Um, his route, his flight path took him right over uh, Montauk. Oh, okay. So Yeah, all right. Well, we're down to the end of the show here, but let people know where they can see and find your books. Ah, the best place is to go onto Amazon and do a search for Gil Carlson. And that's Carlson with a S-O-N, and Gil is just G-I-L. Just do a search on there, and they'll bring up all 41 of my books. And, uh, and if you hurry, I've lowered the price on these books um just for Augie's friends so get on there and get a good deal and they make good christmas presents too oh yes these are good christmas if you know an egghead out there send him about <laughs> send, send him some of these that has to do with alien technologies and things and then that'll make his day yeah and um yeah, I uh, there is more books, so uh, there will be another show, just like this hey. one. So I would uh, now we're down to the end here. So I want to talk to the listeners for just a second. Uh, it is your responsibility to educate yourself. Step out of the box. Go look for the information that kind of excites you. Try to make an exciting day out of it. And you, we don't get excited by the same mundane stuff that we have been doing or knowing or reading about before. We need new stuff. You'll find all that at Amazon. And go look for Gil Carlson. You'll see all 41 books. And educate yourself because that's your responsibility and if you like what you heard this time please subscribe on youtube and otherwise we will see you next week with another show in the meantime be good to each other <laughs>